Welcome to True Grit and Grace, a podcast designed to empower you to claim your resilience and thrive through life's challenges. I am Amberly Lago, a mindset coach, fitness expert, and best-selling author. Each week, I'll dive deep with the world's brightest thought leaders and elite performers to share tangible tools and practical advice to inspire you to keep your eyes on the prize and forge ahead. So get ready to conquer your fears, heal any trauma, lead with your heart, and elevate your life with grit and grace. I have Renee and Anthony here. Welcome to True Grit and Grace podcast. And it's so great to see your gorgeous faces. I was just telling you before we started recording that I was all excited and I told my husband, guess who I get to interview for the show, Renee and Anthony. And he's like, oh my gosh, I love them. Tell them I said hello. And, you know, he, he doesn't usually say that about people. So <laughs> I just wanted to put that out there, but my whole family loves you. And I've been so excited about this. Thank you. I know how busy your schedule is. So thank you for being here. I'm excited to talk to you. So welcome to the show. Thank thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. We love your show. We love what you represent. We love what you do. And we love, you know, the whole idea of having a podcast around healing, you know, and sort of moving beyond those obstacles. So we're very honored to be here. Well, before we get into some fun stuff, because I think this is going to be an episode like no other, I just wanted to say, I talk about you all the time, Renee. I talk about you in a lot of interviews that I do. Everybody that has listened to this podcast or interviews that I've done, this, when I tell people, I say that there was a special person that changed my life and I'm getting emotional thinking about it. And that's you. Um, because when I did the Ted talk or the TEDx talk, um, I was so nervous and I had imposter syndrome and you are the TEDx curator that reached out to me and gave me this opportunity to be on that stage and stand on that infamous red circle. And you could tell when, in one of our meetings that I was really, nervous and not feeling good enough. And you said, wait a minute, Amberly, are you worried that you're the only one that doesn't have a PhD? And I said, yeah. And you said, well, Amberly, you have a PhD in heart. And that's the reason we're asking you to be on our stage. And that changed my life in so many ways, because now anytime I'm nervous or I'm having that imposter syndrome, I remember those words that that you said to me. So since then, we've become really good friends and we've had the opportunity to talk and connect more. And when I first met you, I was really um, nervous and a little intimidated to meet you. But when we talked for the first time, we I think we were on the phone for two hours the first time we talked over the phone. And there was this instant connection And the more I found out about you, the more I loved about you. And then I got to meet Anthony and we had breakfast um, with, along with my husband, Johnny, and it was just such an incredible experience. And as I started to research both of you more for the podcast, I was like, oh my goodness, 
You're so amazing and your stories are amazing, how you grew up, what you did and where you are today. So I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart, but also I'd love to share a little bit about kind of how you grew up and met and then what you do today, because yes, you're a curator. Yes, you've been in the publishing industry. You've done so many things. You've lived a million lives, it seems like. You've traveled all over the world. But there's one thing that I want to talk about. You spoke of healing and how much you've gone through to get to where you are today. So Anthony, your story of how you grew up and your martial arts and everything is incredible and, and what you've transformed and how you've transformed. So could you please share a little bit about kind of how you grew up? I mean, on a cemetery, (laughs) that was like wild. And you knew something was a little bit that you had like a little bit of magic, but you, you kind of were seemed like fighting that a little bit. Can you tell us a little bit about how you grew up and then um, where you are today? I, I'm trying to figure out where you learned about that that interesting factoid. <laughs> it wasn't necessarily on a cemetery, but it was there were close by, close by, and there were things that were buried under our house that shouldn't have been there, you know. But the interesting thing about where I grew up is the same place where Renee grew up. We grew up in the same hometown, and we were we were were we friends. We were a little bit, right? We <laughs> hung out with the same people. And the amazing thing is that we never really got together until until we were later in life. So how many years home. later? How many years later was it until you 20, 25 years later? Yeah. Yeah. 20, 25. And that's years when later. we met at our high school, our high school reunion. Yeah. Oh, but wow. you know, about the um, and you know, I I'm, I'm sure there's like a snippet somewhere. There was a snippet because it caught my eye and I was like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Cause I've always been interested in, in that, uh, even Ruby, my 13 year old, she just turned 13. She was saying we were in Texas and my sister where she just built, they built a house and they said that, well, yeah, we came in these like really downpour of rain. Like it was like raining so hard that you could barely see to drive. And we got to my sister's house and it was dry. You could see the thunder and lightning around us, but there wasn't a drop of rain. And she said, yeah, it's so weird. It never rains here. Um, I was told we were, we, where this community is built, it's built on native American burial grounds or something like that. And, and so my sister said it never rains here. And me, my Ruby and I were just like, yeah, that makes sense. And my husband was like, that is so that's baloney. Are you kidding me? You know, but Ruby and I are course of like, oh, I get it. I can understand that. And so I think some people are more open-minded about that, the, you know, the physical world, the spiritual world and how that connects. And, um, you got into martial arts, Anthony, and I was into martial arts, but I did it because I had a lot of trauma and that trauma led me to getting a belt in Krav Maga and doing Muay Thai and doing boxing and being a, you know, a competitive runner and, and really into athletics. And what do you think it was that got you into doing martial arts and do you still do martial arts? Yeah, I still do. I still practice on my own. 
Um, for me, I've always been uh, very healthy. I've always lived a healthy life. Uh, athlete, athletics were always very important for me and they still are to this day. So what got me into martial arts was this, because I lived in the Bronx um, during that time. And um, by profession, I'm a speech and language pathologist and I work with children with special needs. So I had to go into some areas in the South Bronx that were a bit scary. And I remember saying to myself, you might need to defend yourself one of these days, Anthony. <laughs> so I started studying uh, different forms of martial arts which included American Kempo, Kung Fu, all different types of martial arts. But Kung Fu is really my love. It's really this idea of the martial arts that really helped me to get through a lot of the pain and suffering that I was going to experience in the future. It literally is Budo or the way of the warrior. And I still mm -hmm. feel that today. So yeah, my martial arts has been very, very important to me as well as yoga as well. Yeah. I talked to some of the most successful entrepreneurs and one thing that they all have in common is um, movement. They move their bodies, whether it's some sort of practice with yoga or martial arts or lifting weights, they all have a practice. And, and for me, sometimes when life gets busy, it can be easy to let things like that fall or, or get pushed aside. And yesterday I went to the gym and it was later. And I was like, I promised myself I was going to go, I'm going to go. And I went and I thought, of course, this is like a saving grace to be able to, to move and work out. And it pushes kind of my negative thoughts or limiting beliefs or anything I have to the side. And I get focused on the workout and then those are endorphins are released and it, it combats pain. And yes. so, yeah, I really, I really think it's, I'm glad to hear that you still practice that. And then Renee, I was blown away to learn that you had such loving grandparents that, that raised you. And, um, but I didn't know that about you until I started reading more about you. Do, do you know your parents? Have you ever met your biological mother and father? I have. I've yeah. I, my, um, my biological mother twice, I think, to sort of wow. recall twice. And I did know my biological father growing up, but all four of them are deceased at this, at this point, but I was raised by my grandparents. So that was, you know, it was a very different way to be raised in the sense that, you know, I was raised by someone who's, you know, skipped a generation. So these, they were born in the 1915, 1916. So all of your values, your music, and you know everything that you're kind of introduced to was not the same as everybody else in in my generation. So um, you know that was a big part of how I was conditioned, how I was raised, how I you know kind of grew to appreciate, I guess, the older things in life. You could mm -hmm. say um, older values and so forth. But you know, and they also introduced me to nature and the importance of nature as a way to stay grounded and balanced. Yeah. What are some of the values that they instilled in you that you come to mind that really have played a key role in having a, you know, success, having healthy relationships and having a happy, fulfilled life? Well, you know, ironically, it's, it's interesting, right? Because a lot of men who were born during that time, you know, especially in New England, right, they were very structured about 
how the roles of how little boys and little girls should be raised, right? You know, back at back in those days, you know, they didn't push women, especially men, didn't push women to seek the stars, if you like. But my grandfather always told me, you know, do whatever you want, be whatever you want. If you want to be the president of this country, you can do that just because there there hasn't been a female president to this time. Why can't you do that? Why can't you be an astronaut? So he would always throw out these very lofty professions. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's amazing that he had an open mind. Yeah. He never said, you know, go be a secretary. Right. I mean, not that there's anything wrong with being a secretary, but you know, it's compartmentalized into what women should have done at the time. And he was never really like that. So I think that was one thing. And I think the other thing was that was really big from both of them was integrity and treating everybody equally in the sense that, you know, and I that's a lesson that I learned early on when I was a publicist, I remember, you know, treating this woman who, you know, at at that time, you know, a lot of my colleagues would treat the Wall Street Journal differently than they would treat a small little newspaper from Wisconsin. And I never really was programmed that way. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, that really paid off by, you know, treating this one woman from a very small, newspaper equally right to to another major outlet and it turned out she was a major judge that ended up putting our company on the map right and she was really blown wow. away by how you know most people didn't treat her with the kind of respect that a CNN would get for example so that's kind of something that I've always carried with me is that you know treat people with respect have empathy, have um, sympathy for where they're coming from, put yourself in their shoes, try to feel and sense where they're coming from. Mm. And, you know, empathy, of course, is a big part of what we teach even today with, with our, you know, our spiritual courses and our teaching, right? It's that live from the heart, be from the heart, connect from the heart. I, I love that, you know, being kind to others and treating everybody equally is so important. I just got back from Texas last week and I went to, we went to the little water park there in town. It's a small little water park. And I was hanging out with my sister-in-law and my sister-in-law said, she goes, Amberly, I'll never forget. She said, when I got, I was on the bus and you got on the bus and you looked at me and you said, Oh, you have such beautiful eyes. And she said, Oh my gosh, she talked to me. She acknowledged me. And she said, you were the one of the popular girls. She said, but you acknowledged me. She said, you acknowledged everyone and you treated everyone equally. She said, and, and none of the other popular girls did that, but you, I, it meant so much that you did. She said, I'll never forget that. And I'm like, I don't even remember that. You know, (laughs) I don't remember that, but I do remember a friend of mine growing up, she said, you know, you have to stop talking to everybody if you want to be in our group. And I said, well, I'm not going to stop talking to everybody. I'm going to be friends with everybody that I want to be friends with. I'm going to be friends with them. And that lasted about two days where I wasn't like, they stopped talking to me because I talked to everybody. And then they're like, okay, I guess she's going to talk to everybody, whatever. But it does make such a difference. And I can see that in you. And I know that you deal with a lot of different personalities and celebrity, big time celebrities. 
And I'm sure you get a lot of different people. You see the the true colors of people that you're working with, especially um, on prestigious stages that you're curating these big events. And so is that hard sometimes to deal with different personalities or is it usually everybody pretty nice? You know, I mean, anyone who's dealt with Hollywood knows that there's another side, right, to Hollywood. And long before I curated TEDx events, um, I had gone to the regular TED conference for many years and, of course, met a lot of celebrities there, some of whom became friends over time. But even before that, in, you know, the world of, of PR, I had, you know, done some work with people like Richard Dreyfus, And, you know, th- these names are probably old for the millennials among you, like Richard who? Uh, I actually me- did a speaking event with him. Oh, you did? I did. I did. Okay. Uh, it was about, uh, about six months before COVID. Yeah. And I thought, how cool. Yeah. I'll do that speaking event with Richard Dreyfus. But yeah, there are probably some that are like, who's that? But yeah, of course I know who that is. You were doing that. So I could have said, you know, I could have said hello because I haven't talked to him in a long time, but you know, and then Tony Bennett way back when I worked on the, the relaunch of his brand, right. To get him back out there and make him cool and hip with the younger crowd again. So you know, other names that I won't throw out there because then it will truly show my age. <laughs> but, well, I, how did you get into Blue Soul Earth? And because now you are doing all kinds of stuff, which is so different, like a totally different thing, almost like a U-turn or something from doing you know, PR work and TEDx. And because with, you know, TEDx, I remember one of the first things you told me is like, you're speaking to scientists and and doctors and stuff. So don't really talk about God or, you know, because it, yeah, it's not as, uh, uh, you know, spiritual, it's scientific, it's, you know, and so, which seems so different because you guys, I mean, one of the things that I, I love is you really help others live awake and heal mentally, physically, and spiritually. And I want to say your work is focused on awakening your higher self and supporting the soul's journey, which I think we all need reminding of sometimes because we can live on autopilot and some, one day we wake up and we're not fulfilled or we're burnt out or we're not happy and we don't know why. And so you have switched over to really helping people live awake and in alignment. But how did you get into that? You know, it's interesting you bring that up because it does segue, you know, really nicely into the work that we do together. But, you know, for the longest time, you know, I was doing publicity for, yes, some famous people, but some not so famous people. And then of course the um, you know, I guess you could say those no one's heard of, right? The entrepreneurs, the startups from all over the world, not just Silicon Valley, but also France and Australia and Ireland and Israel and, you know, launching all of these um, startups from all over the world. And, you know, it was around that time I was getting very disconcerted with a lot of it that Anthony and I met. And, 
you know, I was getting very frustrated with this lack of gratitude, the sense of entitlement that this startup world had. And, you know, don't get me wrong. There's some amazing entrepreneurs that I worked with who have created solutions that have transformed people's lives. But I just felt there was, you know, there's, there was so much entitlement and not enough gratitude, right? That balance was, and I started to see that there, the balance wasn't there, you know, in all aspects. And around the time that Anthony and I met, I was very focused on uh, the internet of things, right? IOT for short. You remember those days? <laughs> and I, <laughs> everything's connected, right? And it just felt off, right? It felt off. I thought, oh my God, it's amazing for, you know, people who have disabilities, right? I mean, when you, when you use this kind of technology in ways that can be transformative for people with disabilities or people with medical conditions, it's amazing. But do we really need, you know, a, a Bluetooth app to tell us when our milk is out in the fridge? And, you know, I think the other aspect, and I know you're um, an amazing athlete. When I used to go to the gym, I would see all these women with these Bluetooth, you know, their iPhones like on their chests while they're on the um, elliptical trainer. And they would even bring their iPhones into the sauna with them. And I thought, oh, my God, they're always connected. They always have mm -hmm. these just bombarding them like constantly. And we used to talk about it all the time, right? This EMFs were real. And of course, as you said, in the scientific community, nobody wanted that information out there because, you know, it felt ungrounded. But, you know, the truth is that was very eye opening for me when I learned how many people had to go underground, if you like to talk about something as simple as that, you know, EMFs are not healthy, right? And everything that kind of stems from there, right? I mean, this is not spiritual, this is just, you know, speaking one's truth. And so that kind of led us down the rabbit hole of really doing some spiritual internal work. Mm -hmm. And whenever you start to go inward, <laughs> The onions get peeled back, as you know, Amberly, from your own journey, right? And yeah, it they, it just seems like it's a never-ending onion, though. <laughs> I'm just like, just when I think of like, okay, I've healed that, I've gotten through that. Okay, there's another thing, and the thing is, um, I think it's just you know, with healing, I don't know if you ever, I don't know. And you'll have to tell me what you think. If you ever completely heal, I feel like there's all just when I think that I've dealt with stuff or I've healed that part of me, I'll be out one day and get triggered. And I'm like, where did that come from? I thought I healed that, but I love how humble that you both are with all the work that you do, because there was something I read that it says, even though you're spiritual and you're aligned with spirits, there's always shadow work. And I'm old school. I write down all my notes instead of typing them. Uh, <laughs> there's always shadow work that you need to do. It's not just your ego, but it's trauma, it's imprints that and things that you need to work out in, in order to heal spiritually, mentally, and physically. And, and you say that you even do that for yourself, because I think a lot of times when people see someone like you, who's highly successful and they know, oh, well, she's very spiritual. She's perfect. She's got it all figured out. But I actually like the fact that you say 
no, we still have stuff that we work out. We still, we deal with things. We still peel back the, the onion, the layers and get through stuff because that makes me feel even more connected with you, you know? And so I appreciated learning that about you, but you guys do something that I really want to learn more about. I've been wanting to go to San Francisco. Well, when you were in San Francisco, I wanted to go to the Bay Area. That's how long I've been wanting to go. And you guys have moved. But I've been wanting to visit and experience the kind of spiritual healing that you do because you do something called channeling. And I don't, I've never experienced that. I don't really know much about it. And I would love to learn about that. And I think one of the reasons it interests me even more is because coming from you who deals with such a scientific and media and entrepreneurs and publishing and PR and all this stuff that you have this, both of us come from science. Yeah. That you have this side to you. So I would love to learn. Can you tell us exactly what is channeling and then, and how it works? (laughs) (laughs) That's a loaded question. Both of y'all got silent on that one. (laughs) So what is channeling? Hmm. For me, I would say everyone has the ability to channel. And I think everyone does channel. channel. Everyone channels in his and her own unique way. Think about, you know, George Lucas, right? I'm just going to throw that out there as, or any really producer, right? They're channeling. Artists channel. music, Musicians channel. Dancers channel. Anybody that decides that he or she wants to connect with something more is literally channeling. But there are individuals such as myself, and there are other people too, I'm not alone, there are many different channelers, that we can alter our consciousness in a way that we become connected with all, and we're able to channel, you might say, uh, the all different types of energies through us. We become... Mm -hmm with everything and physically become connected with everything. How does that happen? (laughs) Sometimes it happens through literally divine providence or intervention. And sometimes it happens by simply just sitting and sitting and sitting and sitting and meditation, things of that nature. But it does happen. If you truly want it to happen and really connect in that way and channel, it will happen to you. We're all able to do it. Yeah, we're all able to do. I mean, sort of think about it. I mean, this is this is something that does kind of bridge spirituality and science is that in our world, we think of everything linear, right? Black and white, fat and skinny, right? You know, all of these things that kind of are polar opposites, which do nothing but separate humanity. Mm-hmm. So if we didn't think that way, right, we just saw each other as energy, you would think about the world in a whole different way. You wouldn't think about things in these hierarchies so much. So in a quantum world, right, which is, right, quantum physicists are finding this, like everything is more circular. So rather than thinking about things as layers on a cake that's linear, you think about things circular, So imagine like a dog can do this, right? A dog can hear a whistle that humans can't hear. 
So they're tapping into a different dimension, if you like, a different realm. And dolphins do that too. Horses do that. You probably know that, right? I mean, horses are telepathic, really. It's amazing. Horses are such incredible creatures. So these animals and other beings, and Anthony has this ability, which is amazing. You can literally tap into voices and messages that are happening in these other dimensional realms that are more circular and not hierarchical, and you're pulling the information through. So when you hear um, about shamans, the great shamans and our indigenous elders, of which every country has our own indigenous elders, they tap into these, you know, they often call them the unseen, right? The unseen layers and bring that information through and they use it for healing. Hmm. Yeah. And I, I do that makes sense for you just to break it down and describe it like that. And yeah, you know, we're at the barn every day with my daughter's horse and it's amazing how much they can sense and, and feel. And it's so much about energy. And if Ruby has had kind of a, you know, a day where she hasn't eaten enough or maybe she's extra tired or she's anxious or she might be upset about something guaranteed her horse will sense that. And it affects the way that the whole lesson goes. It affects the way the horse performs if it jumps or stops at a jump or goes fast or won't go. And it's, it's just unbelievable. And then I immediately feel better when I'm around a horse and I'm not the only one. I mean, that's why they have horse therapy and I love learning about how that works, but there's also people I notice, really notice energy and I'm sure y'all do. Like when I'm around people who are energy vampires, I don't know exactly what it is, but I'm around them and I'm just like, just depleted and then there are some people that I'm around and I am just like, you can feel, you know, you feel like yourself you feel, or you feel energetic, you feel good. And so do you, I, I'm just curious to know, Anthony, is it draining for you for the channeling? Because I know that even if I'm at an event with a whole bunch of people and I'm around different energies, I need time to recover and recuperate and just be alone. And that's how I kind of get my energy is I like the alone time, which I don't know what that means about me, (laughs) but um, is there, what do you do? Does it drain you or do you feel energized or do you feel no different at all? Well, when I am in a trance, I'll call it that, um, and I'm fully connected, the energy is overwhelming. It is very positive. It's full of love and it's very energizing. Once the energies slowly step away from my auric field, it's like I start to come down a little bit and I start to feel a little bit tired. But um, for the most part, it's very energizing, but it can be physically taxing on my body as well. You could be describing me going on stage to speak, actually. (laughs) That's what it sounds like. I mean, you could literally be describing what it feels like to go on stage. That's what it feels like. Again, exercise for me has always been so important to always physically be fit, 
eat well, think well, speak well, do well. And you're sounding like Buddha, sweetheart. And that's how the energy just flows through. When you have that mindset, that will happen. Now, something about energy, if we can see ourselves as being energetic beings and not see ourselves so much as physical all the time, then you're going to start to understand how connected we are to everything. Like you mentioned, the horses. Mm -hmm. We are connected to the all, Mm -hmm. whatever that all is for you. You can call it God or source, universal consciousness. We're all a part of it. There's absolutely no separation between us and source energy. And we're all a part of it. Or the all that is. All that is, whatever you want to call that. For the scientists among you, we can call it the cosmic soup. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I really like that because in, in recovery, it's not about, I mean, I'm sober and it's not about being a religious thing. It's about having something bigger, you know, a higher power, whether it's God, universe, spirit, whatever you want to call it. And I love that one of my friends, Shannon, she says, she always goes, let Gus drive the bus, God, universe, spirit, let Gus drive the bus. Because sometimes I want to get caught up in just, I got to go, I got to grind, I got to just do. And I think sometimes we need to get back to the basics. Like you were just speaking on Anthony, like eat well, sleep well, exercise, like the basics. And sometimes when I'm run down or what, I'm like, I need to get back to the basics. And so thank you for that reminder. Now, how do you use this principle or this channeling to help others in their path of healing? This is going to sound very amateur of me. I know, but I just, I've been wanting to ask y'all questions. So do you use like their spirits and your spirits, or do you know who's going to come in when you're in a trance or just wondered, can you control any of that? Or is it completely out of your control? I mean, I can control it now. In the beginning, it was very difficult to control. It was always, I couldn't go out anywhere. Um, Renee knows this as well. It was very hard. (laughs) Going out to dinner with stuff. Because everybody's energy, the energy would, they would all be coming into my energetic field. And it was just so hard to control. So how do we work? Well, it's an interesting dynamic, dynamic the way we work. Um, for the longest time, we didn't know that it worked through both of us. We thought the energy just came into my auric field into me, but it doesn't. It will come through Renee first. It will always come through Renee first. There is this balancing, again, of feminine and masculine energies. And that is what we're going to say our guides, we call them our ascended masters. They will tell us that this is how it works. So it always comes yeah, to and Renee. no religious dogma there no. at all. You know, I'm, I'm glad that you said the Gus thing earlier because that's perfect, right? We really support. We call them the ascended masters yeah. because that's, that's the easiest thing for. That's what we call them because yeah. there's really no other name that we can give them. We can if we want, but and they come through and they every single day they're here. <laughs> they don't leave. They have been teaching us for the last six to seven years yeah. about this journey and what we're going to do. And so far, they've been spot on. Everything. Wow. Can you send them over this way, please? Let me. They're already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And just for, for people who are new, because I know Anthony's used yeah. the word orc field a few times, just think of, you know, basic things like that even yogis will know about our chakras, our seven yeah. chakras. Just think about Bruce Lipton, the biologist, talks about this. Joe Dispenza, Dr. Joe Dispenza 
Greg Braden, also a scientist, talks about this. So it's not really so spiritual woo-woo anymore to know that we have energy around our body. They can even scientifically measure this now. So, you know, and they measure it with a horse too. Yes, they can. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, we can talk about horses at a whole other time because there's so much magic. I've had really uh, interesting experience riding a horse before. (laughs) How our energies just matched each other. I was slowly falling asleep (laughs) and then the horse slowly fell asleep too and tripped. And I'm like, whoa, what was that? And our guide said, oh, the horse fell asleep. I'm like, really? I said, I was falling asleep. It seemed like we were matching our energies. We were so relaxed together. So horses are- Which is in a quantum field, right? We're always matching each other's energies. And you know this from, you know, Tony Robbins and other personal development stages and speakers that, you know, that talk to this, what we throw out there mirrors back to us, right? And that's the art of manifestation. And that's exactly, you know, very key to our teachings, right? And so- you know, these are teachings that are not new. The ancient sages and mages from thousands of years ago all taught this, that how we show up energetically is what comes back to us. So we literally bring into our field what we put out. If you put out deprivation and, you know, woe is me, then you're going to get more woe is me. If you put out the Vic, you know this. Oh gosh, I get this. Like it, it is so true. And I mean, what you put out there, everything you put out there from what you say to, it starts with what you think to what you say. And even what you put on, on social media is what you will attract. Yeah. You know, you're going to get victims. You put out love, you're going to get more love, right? Mm-hmm. And that's really center and core to all of our teaching. And it's interesting because, you know, separate from all the channeling, we have literally, because we, we really don't want the religious dogma to either find us or you know, I've always been so clear about that, having been thrown into private Catholic school years ago, right? I mean, anything to do with angels, even though we've channeled those two, you know, anything to do with any of this stuff. I'm like, Oh, you know, keep far, far away. Couldn't even say the word God for a long time. Could I, but you know that what that did, which was interesting for both of us is that we read about quantum physics and quantum mechanics and Sufism. And, you know, we went to Japan and studied Shintoism and, you know, we pretty much went paganism, Judaism, the Kabbalah, Gnostic teachings, the Dead Sea Scrolls, (laughs) the Vedas, you know, we pretty much dove into every ancient teaching that you can possibly imagine and looked for the threads that our guides, when we were working with them, and the overlap. And of course, the overlap was love, right? Mm. Love, show love, wear love. Well, yes. Anthony, yes, it's yeah, there is there's one particular energy that comes through us both. And that is Yeshua or Jesus. And then there is Magdalene. She comes through all the time. The message is that it's exactly the same that it was over 2000 years ago, that the temple, the whatever you want to call this, it's already here. The God source energy, it's here already. You don't we, we are one with all. we're one with all. And that was the message. There is no then. religion. And yeah. focus on love and love is going to take you where you need to go. And yeah. that's really what it is. There's no magic behind it. 
what you put into the universe is what you're going to get out of it as well. And you know that as, as well on your own healing journey. Yeah. And a lot of times, you know, you brought up modern language for trauma, which, you know, everyone's yeah. referring to it as shadow work now, right? So one of the things that is kind of hard for people who have gone through deep trauma, you know, whether it's surviving a war or like, you know, what you went through, oh my goodness, right? Or rape or, you know, big, deep traumas, right? Seeing your parents being killed. I mean, these are big, big traumas that we hold in our energetic body. And one of the things that our guides always teach is that they say there is no trauma. So can you imagine, right, saying to someone who's been raped or has lost their parents or actually did lose a leg or anything, right, that you don't have trauma? So it's, you know, the, but the, here's the reason and here's the interesting logic. If you give energy to the trauma or to the shadow, meaning if you give it energy, if you allow it to breathe, it continues to grow. Yeah. So I, that, that really right. resonates with me. And, and I'm glad to hear you say that because there was a time I had to stop talking about CRPS so much because I felt like when I was talking about it or explaining it, it was feeding it and it was getting worse and it was bringing me down. And I also had to stop saying my pain. I don't want to own pain. I'll say the pain, or I don't even like saying the P word, but I don't want to give it any energy, you know, because, and, and I thought, well, what do I want to focus on more? And I was like, well, what brings me joy is working with entrepreneurs and showing people how to build their brand and teaching them how to, you know, start a podcast or speaking or all that. And I started putting more energy to that. And that's what I got. I got those people back, you know, so all this is making so much sense. And it shows me that we have the power to change our lives just with our thoughts and our actions and what we say, little things every single day. You know, it's interesting because the brain doesn't know the difference between what you tell it and what it is, right? Or what, so even if you don't believe it, or even if you're like, well, what about karma? Or what about all of these bad things keep happening to me? I must have karma. So when you're in that cycle, it's really hard to say, I don't have trauma or I don't, how can I do this? I can't just switch out of it. Well, lie to yourself then use different language. And what happens is the brain starts to catch up because it starts to feel better. It gets more oxytocin. It gets more of those good chemicals going into the system that changes. Remember we talked about movement, right? That combined with movement and a physiology change changes everything. It completely changes everything. So, you know, it's almost like just get on with the new thinking, new being, new feeling and focus on love. You can talk about how maybe our kind of guides refer to being in the resonance field, really. Well, I, I, I know when I went through my, my change, all of my physical pain as well, and I still have physical pain, it's all in my mouth and it still hurts. But I don't focus on that because it's, you can't, because if you do, you're just going to get more of it. But what you can focus on is the experience. And what does it mean? Why did I go through this? What can it teach me? You can see it as being completely negative, but what value? How does it serve you? 
for every experience that we have, there's a reason why it's here. And we have to discover what that reason is and bring our truth to it. If we can do that, then we can see the light in all of these things. No matter how horrific it may appear to be, remember, it's just an experience. And we decide the perception that we give to it. What perception do you want to give to that experience? Well, it's up to you, isn't it? <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> that was amazing. Yes. And I couldn't agree more. And my life changed the day that I decided to not play into the, the whole, well, this CRPS and the pain and my life is never going to be the same. Well, yeah, my life could be even better. You know, you never know. You have endless possibilities. And sometimes people just need to know, just shift their thinking a little bit to open their mind to realize they have so many endless opportunities and, and so they can be limitless. Is that something that you guys do just by sharing some of the things that you walk through when you're guiding them through, you know, their healing journey? Is that some of the things that you do and talk about? Well, I, I want to just mention what you said, the endless possibilities, yeah, right. awesome. the endless probabilities of what you can become. And that truly is the quantum aspect of who you are and who we are and how we're all connected. The possibilities are infinite. It's like your soul. It's an infinite amount of energies that can become and create anything that you want during this experience. You decide on the experience you're going to have in this, in this energy field. If you can see yourself like that, you can be the greatest manifester and creator energy that the earth realm has ever seen. Yeah. Anthony said something interesting yeah. there that was very confusing for us when we first learned about this, right? And no, you know, reading Yogananda's 500 plus page book three times didn't help me with it. <laughs> <laughs> it was the uh, and, and the message and the learning was this which all the ancient sages know about this right including yeshua and buddha and muhammad right it doesn't really matter what belief system and that is that we do have the ability to tap into these higher dimensions where you know, that seem transcendent to the human eyes and ears and that appear to be magic, right? This is where things like instantaneous healings take place. Mm. This is where people with stage four cancer suddenly are healed when doctors say it's impossible. This is how you, when they say it's 1% that you're going to save your leg happens, right? So this is like tapping into these fields that we can't necessarily see, but it's almost Think about it this way. Think about the soul. Is this going to be, or I was going to use the tree analogy. Could, yeah. So think about your soul as the tree trunk and then all the branches that are going off the tree as different lifetimes. And then all the leaves are all the skills and the abilities that you learned in all of those lifetimes. Mm. So imagine if you're just energy. And you can tap into all of that information, which almost like a great analogy for the tech entrepreneurs up there. Think about it as data in the cloud, right? So you just want to go tap into, it's always on, it's always there for you. 
I'm going to tap into this lifetime of which I was an amazing public speaker or a healer or a teacher or, you know, I mean, it sounds a little out there, but just think about it as more data that you can access that we all have access to. I mean, if we truly are. I'm totally going to use that. I'm like, I'm really nervous right now. I have a big event coming up and it's with all these like fancy speakers and I'm going to be getting on this new high tech stage that Tony Robbins team put together. And I was in bed last night going, oh my goodness, I'm starting to get nervous. I need to prepare this talk. And I am just going to imagine myself reaching for those little leaves off the tree branch of when I was an incredible speaker and I'm going to channel that in. So no, it's very helpful. It, it like, it's, it's very empowering to think of, of that process. So no, I love that. Uh, you're going to speak on one of Tony's stages. Oh, one of Tony Robbins, because I know you worked with him though. This is one, his team, you know, the big virtual stages that they've built the team that put together that big stage or whatever, the virtual stage, they've built one in North Carolina and I'm going to an event in October. Transform you. Uh, that is so Tony. That is so Tony. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm really excited about it. Gosh, well, I before we go, I know I'm, we're running out of time, but I just wanted to ask you because I've talked to you a little you know, for a while now about you've got a new book coming out, but you also have, you know, courses people can take, you have workshops, you have online things, but you also do in-person events, which I've been really wanting to do one of your in-person events. Well, just because I want to see you and I want to learn more about this whole experience, but tell us a little bit, if you can, about the book and when it'll come out, if you know, and then also the best way for people to get a hold of you so they can access some of your courses or maybe attend one of your events. Why don't you talk about, I'll talk about the book. You can talk about the study with spirit courses that we do online. Well, you're, those are the easiest to, um, for people to, because they, regardless of where they are in the world, they can do the study. With She's so much better than I am at promotion. <laughs> you really are. So we do. Y'all are such a good team. <laughs> do a lot of coursework online and you can, whatever, you know, it's literally initiating or getting you started yeah. on your spiritual journey. And but there's then, healing work. Too, there's healing the work. We do energy healing work as part of the courses. So that's always part of it. And guided meditations are always part of all of um, But the, the unique thing is that not only do we teach as a couple, but the spirit team will come through and they will teach. Yeah, they so. will speak <laughs> through us. They will literally take over my auric field. auric field and they will talk. And you can ask them questions. And it's a wild ride. It really <laughs> I'm ready. I'm like, I sign me up. I'm Good. serious. <laughs> out there maybe for some people but if you want to be challenged or at least are a little bit curious about what science can't always confirm right or or know and you want to go a little bit deeper you know our courses range from you know the art of manifestation right so it's sort of creating through spirit and I say through spirit not with spirit because everything runs through us when we are just an empty vessel, right? Reiki practitioners know this. You just empty everything out. You become the vessel and you say, I'm here to serve, right? And so even community people who do 
contribution work know that. Get out of the way and let spirit take over. So that's one piece of it. We also do courses on ancient teachings across cultures. That's always fun. And then also travel. So we um, we have sacred retreats all over the world where we uh, we're starting to roll them out now that COVID is yeah. Coming out of the other side of COVID, although I know we still have a long way to go, but things are starting to open up. So we hope to do our first physical retreat again. It'll be likely in Northern California later this fall. And then the book. (laughs) The book. Very interesting book. You can describe the book. The book. Well, there's many books coming, but I guess the first one, you could look at it as a novel of two modern characters who are woken up, right? They go through a spiritual awakening and an enlightenment process and journey, and they tap into these hidden dimensions and receive messages from 2000 years ago. And it's a narration of life. 2000 years ago from a spiritual perspective. I'll just say that with more details coming on it. But Mm. there's a lot more to be said about it. But we'll just leave it there for now. And of course, because I'm, I'm (laughs) so into movement and motion, which is so important for all of us, especially Mm. as we get older, we really need to maintain our physical bodies, flexibility, strength, stamina, and just movement overall. I'm going to I'm going to start teaching also online a specialized type of energy movement. And it's called move with spirit. It's literally Kung Fu, yeah. but from a standpoint of energizing your chakras as well, which is important for all of us to maintain our bodies as we get older. I think that's incredible, really, because I am telling you during COVID, I my everything for me got busier which actually meant I was in front of the computer a lot more sitting and we need to move for, Mm. for our mental, for our physical, for everything. I do it to feel good. And, you know, just being at the gym, I was like stretching going, Oh my gosh, my hip flexors are tight. That means I've been sitting way too much, but to do the, the movement and, working through with spirit and balancing your chakras all at the same time. I mean, that sounds amazing. So I can't wait for that. Tell us the best place for people to find you to find. So they'll be able to like pre-order your book or, or find one of your next courses or hopefully one of your in-person retreats soon. I'd love to do that. Yeah. I want that to be fun, right? We're hoping yeah. Horseback riding and wine tasting to that spiritual retreat, by the way. (laughs) There's a lot of spiritual retreats where, you know, it's more, you know, vegan or yes, healthy green drinks during the day and amazing wine tasting at night and hopefully horseback riding. So you can go to uh, www.bluesoulearth.com and then just click on any. We have a master's program called Blue Soul Masters, which is our advanced course. If you really want to go deep on a spiritual journey, that's by application only. So click on Blue Soul Masters and then study with spirit. You'll see right on the homepage, just click on that and you'll get all of our latest study with spirit courses, which are mostly online via Zoom. And we offer times that work with Europe, South Africa. We have a lot of you know students from all over the world, but Africa, Middle East, Australia, Asia, Europe, and the state. So, you know, we, we offer courses on all time zones and then Blue Soul Summit will be later this fall. Yeah. Right. A physical one. And we're awesome. going. Awesome. And wait, where are you going? 
Europe. We're going to do a retreat in Southern France. Wow, you guys are just all over the place. That's awesome. And last thing I know, I shouldn't, but there's, I I have to, because we just announced it. It's going to be a monthly membership women's program. We're going to meet online via Zoom once a month. And that's going to be around the energy of Magdalene, right? And her, I guess you could say her archetype emerging now to empower women to speak their truth Mm. and speak their voice. And that's coming uh, July 20th is our first meeting. So, Oh, that's exciting. Congratulations. Well, if you're listening to the podcast and you're off on a run or you're at the gym, hopefully working out, doing something, don't worry. You can catch all the links in the show notes or on my website at amberlylago.com. And make sure if there's one part of this that really stood out to you, take a screenshot and tag us. Tell us where they can tag you on Instagram. Oh yeah. Great. So um, on Instagram, we're blue soul earth. We're on clubhouse. Thanks to you, Amberly, And we are blue soul earth on clubhouse so that we don't, we don't get on there as much as we hope to. And we do have a podcast, which is anchor.fm backslash blue soul earth, where you can subscribe, you know, on all of your favorite platforms. And then lastly, if you've never seen channeling before, go to our YouTube channel, youtube.com backslash blue soul earth and subscribe. And, you know, everything's free there, obviously. And you can see uh, almost a hundred episodes of us channeling about different topics, everything from COVID and health and wellness to, you know, riots and protests and politics and everything is there. Um, to our energy bodies, our chakra systems, quantum and beyond, right? <laughs> and then we're on Facebook too. To be yes, kind. we are on Facebook too. We have a private Facebook yeah. group called Blue Soul Circles and we're on our public one is Blue Soul Earth. Mm, yeah. You are all over the place. We gotta, we'll got we get you on TikTok next. I don't know. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's a lot. Anyway, I love y'all. Thank you so much for being on the show. And um, I just appreciate you sharing your hearts with us today. And I know the audience is just going to get so much out of this episode. So thank you so much. Well, thank you for having us. We love you so much. Yeah, we love you so much. So thank you for having Thanks so much for joining us this week on True Grit and Grace podcast. If you like it, please rate it or share it with your friends. That would help too. If you're not yet on the newsletter list, come over to AmberlyLago.com and jump on it. While you're there, you can grab a free downloadable gratitude journal and you might just want to check out my book or even check out my monthly motivational membership. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll see you next week.